Hey y'all, just a note on this week's episode, while we are covering Christmas content, some of it's a little adult. So we are a family podcast and we'll cover it in a family way, but maybe a good one to skip with your kids. So pause it, send the kids away, listen, and then bring them back next week for more family friendly content. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic! I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that is pretty, pretty, pretty good at keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. I'm Tom. And I'm Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, how's it going, y'all? No, no, we're not giving him any special. He's just an he's an elf at this point. He's appeared on the show enough and so often, like, no, no special privileges here, Jerry. I don't want to make toys. I, I want to be a dentist. I, <laughs> I do want to give a shout out if if y'all are uh, wanting to learn more about Jerry and his podcast. Open up your favorite podcast app. Go to Totally Rad Christmas and be sure to listen to the the Ratties Award podcast episode. It is unbelievable. And I could not have done it without y'all three. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. And um, I owe you guys. It was it was so fun. I think you owe one of us more than the rest of us. (laughs) You gave us the gift of laughter. (laughs) He did. Well, I hope so. I, I, <laughs> I said, Tom, I, I will admit when I <laughs> when I tweeted at Jerry the other day and you <laughs> screen capped it and it was like this is the most Trumpian thing I've seen on Twitter since Donald <laughs> Trump was banned. I was in, I was like in a local sandwich shop. I just burst out laughing because I was like, holy crap! It really does seem like something you would have tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I posted that and then you didn't respond for a long time and before that you were you know crying about being so marginalized and everybody hating on anthony and i was like oh crap did i hurt anthony's feelings i hope not you know, and <laughs> so funny. the worst part is now i gotta come up with a new bit for next year <laughs> i can't do that again so todd needs to be the heel of Totally Rad Christmas season two. I Ooh, am all for that. <laughs> Very interesting. So, so well, y'all, one thing we, I did learn is I got to start pulling clips like super early because this last oh, minute, I mean, it literally took like a month to get all these clips and it was awful. Or at so, least make time notes in a notebook or something. So they're easier to find if you're doing it later on. Yeah. I was thinking... I was thinking if we want to do a clip show, Anthony, we should have a folder where we just start 
putting clips as we're recording that make us laugh. Well, next summer's five years. I think we should do a clip show for that. You should, yeah. Oh, I'm not going back and listening to all of our old episodes. They're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find some loser. Where's that we were talking about? I was about to say, I'm going to find some guy on Fiverr who wants some, like, podcast experience and be like, here, go through 200... (laughs) 30 episodes to pull every that's what she said for the bottom. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> super cut of that's what she said. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? That'll be our longest podcast podcast episode we've ever done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be the longest one we've ever done. That's what she said. <laughs> I um so y'all, Julia is taking time out of her calendar today on her oh. actual birthday to talk to us. So happy birthday, Julia. Thank you. As as if people needed another awesome. As if people need another reason to view you as a favorite elf. Like I would have been like, nah, push off the recording, or like, let's do another night or something. (laughs) Julia's like, no, it's cool. How was lunch at your favorite restaurant? So it was. It was. It was a good day. It was kind of a low key birthday, so I did a little uh, school clothes shopping for Gabe this morning. After I went to my yearly checkup, so I did a little blood work on my birthday, which is, I don't know, always fun, not advisable. <laughs> um, but then we went and had lunch and that was cool. And then we got to go to Trader Joe's and I never get to go to Trader Joe's because it is, it is not close to home at all. How far like, is we it? are never in the area. Well, it's, I mean, it's not as that far. It's just not ever a thought for me to drive into Tulsa to go to a grocery store when we have some. So it's right next door to the restaurant I like so much. So my Trader Joe's, and I got some new stuff to try, which I'm super excited about. And then we picked up bagels for my dad. And then I did a live ride on Peloton because it's my birthday, hoping to get a shout out. And I didn't, but that's like totally fine. And then my parents came over and they sang to me and it was a wonderful birthday. Was there singing in more unit? Was there singing more in unison than the Christmas podcast networks just slightly more, (laughs) just slightly more. (laughs) We went to Charleston's Tom. What did you get? I got to ask. So I usually get the fish, but they didn't have the fish that I usually get there. So I didn't get it. Um, I just got a steak. So the only things I've ever had there, I had their chicken fried steak and salmon. Mm. Yeah. Chicken fried steak. That sounds really good. I haven't had a world. great chicken fried steak in years. Everything's just yeah. kind of so-so. And yeah. I remember I used to love, there was this place, just a local place, and it was amazing. I don't even remember the name of it. I just remember what it looked like. And they closed, and now it's it's so sad. I can't I can't get oh. a good chicken fried steak. Man, there's nothing it's like okay. a good chicken fried steak. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had theirs. I need to have that next time, Tom. That's a their gravy is amazing. Their gravy is better than yeah. the chicken fried steak. Oh wow! I mean, the gravy is an important element of the chicken yeah. fried steak. It is. Right I can't wait for <laughs> to try it when I eventually get out there to visit y'all. Oh yeah, but if if you ever come this way, um, you guys got to like drive down. I know it's like four hours or whatever, but like drive down, or maybe I'll meet you halfway. But I mean. We gotta we gotta get some good Mexican food here. Yep. Yeah. We don't got that here. I know I know exactly where to take y'all. It'd be amazing. We do have good Mexican. We have really good Mexican. Mm. Legit good. Calavaras? I've never been there. Mr. Taco? Never been there. 
Mr. Taco is amazing, but they do one thing that's weird. They'll put a slice of American cheese and melt it on everything. And it's amazing. That is weird. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, it's like the most amazing, like steak burrito you've ever had with just a slice of American cheese melted on top. <laughs> you know what I miss most about Texas, Jerry? What's Two that? Things. I miss babe's chicken because babe's is like one of my favorite places on the planet. And I miss, um, Papacitos. Oh yeah. I love everything at Papacitos. Papacitos, Papa Do's, Papa's burgers, just all the Papa stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. And I, I try inevitably when I'm in the airport, um, if I can get like a connecting flight to Houston, because they have a Papacitos to go, it's not the same. It's not. No, because there's no tortilla right. machine and there's nobody's like, coming by and crushing your avocado and making guacamole at your table. No, Ooh, none of that. Yeah. And like ugh. it's definitely not Mexican though. It's definitely no, it's, it's Tex Mex. It's like well, it's Tex-Mex. Tex-Mex. Yeah. It's pure Tex Mex. Yeah. But I personally so prefer Tex Mex to Mexican food. I actually do too. Sometimes the I mean there's some moles that are pretty tasty, but most of it is just like mm, no thanks. I'll take I'll take my Tex Mex any day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do love yeah. Tex Mex. Fajitas with rice and beans. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. When did we turn into a food podcast? I know. <laughs> About <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Delicious dish. Jelly oh, did you get any good different. gifts for your birthday? So this birthday, I decided to pre-buy all of my own presents by buying a whole lot of plants the last four or five weeks. So I told Marty, I'm like, I'm going to buy this plant and it's for my birthday. And then I'd be like, I'm going to buy this plant. And it's also for my birthday. (laughs) I just kept telling, oh, I got like, I got a big, beautiful rubber plant that I've been wanting for a long time. I found a monstera, one of the little monsteras with the precious little baby leaves. And it's just like, oh, and I love her so much. And then I got some, I can't remember what they're called, but they're like my polka dot plant, but they're not, they're stripes instead of polka dots. And like, like a lot of, I got a lot of plants, I got too many plants. Um, so that was my birthday present to myself. It's kind of like ho- Hollywood gave you a birthday present today too, by releasing the new Ghostbusters trailer. Mm-hmm. They totally did. I, so I yeah, watched. But now you have to wait it, until November. But I'm excited about it. It has upped my level of excitement. So what's so funny is I saw you posted it on Facebook while I was in the waiting room to get my blood drawn. And so I didn't have any audio because I wasn't going to be that guy, right? That just like blasts my phone. I didn't have And so <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I didn't bring it and I should have, but I was like excited. I'm like, oh, I'm, I got captions. I'm reading. This is awesome. I'm super jazzed about it. And then I rewatched it with audio when I got in the car, when I was done. And the last little bit of that trailer, what a, what a lovely little nugget surprise. Oh, I was so jazzed. I was so, so jazzed. Yeah. Audio matters in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. But the car got me jazzed more than anything. The car and the music. Yeah. So the kind teaser, of, go ahead. The teaser of that movie is quite good as well. And I actually mm-hmm. missed mm-hmm. all of the um the siren sounds when you saw the car in the teaser version. That got me like all amped up. 
for the teaser. And that wasn't in the trailer. And so I missed that just a little bit. Like, I wish they would have brought that back because it's not just the car. It's also the sound together that makes you feel like all the Ghostbusters vibes. So I missed that a tiny bit, but like, I mean, I'm totally in for this movie. Mm-hmm. Me too. It looks Me so too. good. And I, I didn't think the, uh, the one with all ladies was as bad as everybody else did. Me Although it definitely, definitely was my, my favorite, but you know, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, yeah. But this, I was like so much more excited for, I, I don't know if it's just the nostalgia or what, but, or like the stranger things vibe that you kind of get yeah. as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, I'm, I'm ready. Like, like, let's do it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they're saying what theaters only for that one, right? I think mm-hmm. so. That's what they're saying. Oh, Although you never know. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. You never Anybody know. The crazy thing is, fence, Delta, Delta, Delta. like, if I was on that vaccine fence still, which I'm not, like, this would tip me like right on over that edge. Like, I want to see this in a theater. I'm yeah. super excited about that experience. Mm-hmm. So, I want to see an opening night with all the 80s, like, people who are just going for the nostalgia like i wish i could see this in theaters of the future oh, man. <laughs> oh, awesome. oh wouldn't that be amazing and i saw i saw the original in the theaters i was four years old and we saw a double feature of ghostbusters and gremlins oh, so, uh, oh my goodness the librarian scared me and then i fell asleep yeah uh, of course <laughs> <laughs> but, um, she was so scary yeah. she was so scary she scared me for a long time yeah <laughs> she's seeing her so big while. on the screen you know it's so, four years old <laughs> when you think back and you you look at that and think I saw this as a four-year-old, and then you look at your four-year-old. Do you question your parents' parenting skills? <laughs> yeah, very much. But it, at the same time, it was, it was a different time. You know, you could get away Eight, with a lot more. Eighties kids could handle a lot more than kids nowadays can. Yeah, uh, tough. We traumatized our kids a lot more, and it was fine. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. I was actually having this conversation uh, the other day with Sean Robert as well. We were talking about that. He wanted to show his kid. He was so excited to, to show his his kids Monster Squad. But, you know, of course, his, um, they're really young. And I said, I haven't even showed mine because I know, you know, they take after Tiff and like they're weenies. You know, they, they won't be able to handle it. So <laughs> she She's the first one to say it. I'm just quoting her. Uh, <laughs> so I don't get in trouble there. Um, but yeah, it, I'm, I don't know if they'll be able to, to handle Monster Squad yet. So I'm kind of waiting until they're a little older. Yeah. But I know, I mean, I saw it when it came out. I was seven and I mean, it was awesome. You I was know? young when I saw that too. The only, and the only scene that got me in that one was when the werewolf was like, when he's transforming yep. transforming on the ground and like his yep. limbs yeah. are going back together oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's that's 100%. an aggressive scene traumatizing. <laughs> back back when vampires are vampires and werewolves are werewolves when they weren't all sparkly so i, I was thinking trying to think of a, a good <laughs> no, yeah. there was no sink from that but no. i'll go with that. <laughs> uh, you, it's Larry David. You don't need a segue. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Let's say true. something random, put it together, and that'll that'll play really well on the audio medium of a podcast, right? Just <laughs> his stare. <laughs> I keep trying it. <laughs> you, you do. Oh, you do. Man. I love when you do your disappointed head shake at me, Tom. I think that's just called looking at you. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So tonight, when you say, "That's when you say, man, you sound like my mom." 
and hope your mom listens to it and then feels bad about the way she, uh, she, she's portrayed on your podcast. So how, how many times has your mom actually listened when you've said Apparently you sound like my doesn't. mom? Nothing has, my mom has never brought anything up. She engages in our Facebook group. She likes all of our stuff, but uh, she's never called me out for what I say on here. So <laughs> keep telling her and Christine, I'm like, I talk about y'all and it's yeah. probably not usually good. <laughs> <laughs> they don't do anything about it. That's okay. Jeff doesn't even listen, so uh, well, she doesn't Sarah listen doesn't listen either. Well, yeah. no, Marty doesn't listen either. Yeah. We have such supporters, supporters, <laughs> don't we? I think I think she feels like she she puts up with me actually doing you know the recording and the editing. That she's good. Yeah. <laughs> Although M Marty sent me the pictures for the social media feeds, Julia, because I messaged him like, "Do you have like Christmas pictures of Julia?" So I don't have to go through her Facebook and. He Marty them, asked so. me, do you have Christmas pictures of you <laughs> to send to Anthony? And I was like, yeah, I do. Ultimate so, husband move. So, so you yeah, chose the best exactly. ones that you looked the best in, that you were happiest No, No, I really just picked the ones I had that look like I've got something Christmassy on. I don't have as many as I thought I did, honestly. I had yeah. to go back like three years to get that ugly Christmas sweater one. It's not ugly. Yeah. But it's a beautiful Christmas sweater. It is beautiful. <laughs> okay got a mickey well that's what well i was about i hear i was about to compliment marty but no he he blew it so blew it totally blew it he'll never <laughs> that's, that's know like a, he that's listen. like a typical husband thing to do i, I get it <laughs> yeah yeah that one does get kind of a pass because he initially was like do you have any that you're okay sharing with See, and i'm that's, like I no, that right there that's that's some points that's okay yeah. i mean yeah. i get it yeah you gotta double check yeah <laughs> I would just grab pictures of Sarah and put them up and, and deal with the consequences if she didn't like the photos I took. <laughs> You're braver than I am, man. <laughs> or more idiotic than you are, either or. Tom, oh, shut am. your mouth. <laughs> your lips to God's ears. <laughs> uh, you are you are the youngest here, so you're you're pretty inexperienced, I suppose. Anyway. Nope. Okay. I was waiting for something. Never mind. I, I, I'm, nope. I'm not going to own myself with it. That's what she said there. Tonight, we are doing. <laughs> uh, before you before you go into that, can I tell you, I did find what I'm getting Anthony for uh, Christmas. Ooh, I can't Ooh, wait. What? Candace Cameron Beret has a whole line of things at Hallmark. Oh, does she? Perfect. She does. <laughs> his face right now this Your is face, where we really yeah. need a video yeah tonight we are doing another double feature of an episode we will be talking the christmas episodes of hbo's critically acclaimed 21 year long running comedy curb your enthusiasm in addition to the one christmas episode of true tv's short-lived critically acclaimed comedy i'm sorry so Let's start with Curb, since that's the older one. Wait, Curb Your Enthusiasm has been on for 21 years. But 21 they, they years take, he takes ridiculously long breaks for no reason whatsoever yeah he, so he started in 2000 and hbo lets him 
just lets him come back whenever he wants because they said, why wouldn't we? He makes us tons of money. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. a good point. Interesting. Is it though? Well, I mean, from a film make, you know, film studio point of view, yeah. Especially, if, yeah, HBO, which is owned by, owned by WB. And we know how Jerry feels about WB's business model. So, yeah, pretty smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, uh, I'm getting Michael Keaton back as Batman. I'm I'm fine with WB. Yeah, <laughs> true. It's, true. It's Zack Snyder I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a Zack Snyder movie that was uh, definitely a movie. You, you can oh, tell oh. how much we love these episodes because we keep putting off talking about them. <laughs> uh, I'm not. So. Did you watch Army of the Dead, Anthony? I hated Army of the Dead. I hated it, which sucks because I loved Dawn of the Dead. And then I realized, what's the difference? Oh, mm-hmm. James Gunn wrote Dawn of the Dead and Zack Snyder just directed it. Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder did both. So there. Yikes. Did you like it? It is what it is, right? <laughs> leave, leave it to it's everything you expected from that type of movie is what you're right. saying. It's, it's I, was, exactly. I was about I to, say, I was about to say, and this is relevant to this episode which you're covering. Leave it to Zack Snyder to make the cause of the zombie apocalypse <laughs> oral sex on the road that causes an accident. So, <laughs> well, there's Zack definitely Snyder no uh, basking in your own virginity tonight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be swimming in that virginity tonight. <laughs> I mean, like, there's just no way. Yeah. Yep. I understand. <laughs> it's funny. So, I have an '80s show. I should be like, you know, we should have like swears and all sorts of yeah. things in it, but I just I can't do it. I can't. Because eighty '80s movies that were like PG would be PG thirteen now, and their PG thirteen movies would be rated R now. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah, but I just I can't do it. I don't know. I think <laughs> the Christmas just stops me from doing it. Not that I do it anyway. I'm just not really like you know into that. But I am. So for those who don't <laughs> get into it. Yeah. <laughs> So, for those who don't know, Kirby Enthusiasm starts Larry David, has a fictionalized version of himself. Like the real David, the character is famous as a co-creator and writer of Seinfeld. And the show's plots often center around everyday interactions between Larry and his friends, acquaintances, and occasionally strangers. Uh, mm-hmm. Conflicts are frequently sparked by his social ineptitude, particularly his often tactless manner of speaking and his stubbornness. So for most of the series, Larry's living a married child-free life in LA with his wife, Cheryl. Uh, His main competent and best friend is his manager, Jeff Green, whose short-tempered wife, Susie, he finds himself frequently at odds with. And many of the show's frequent guest stars are celebrities and public figures who will usually play fictionalized versions of themselves. Among those most frequently appearing are Ted Danson, Mary Steenburgen, Richard Lewis. Oh, Richard Lewis, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they take like one characteristic of each of these guests and they like amplify it to the nth degree. And so they're they're basically like just caricatures of themselves. And I think that's like the funniest part of all the guest spots. Yeah, because they're usually playing like Hollywood's gotten to them and they're like, you know, high maintenance versions of themselves. Yeah. I guess let's do histories of the show. And as much as you're not a guest anymore, Jerry, I'll start with you. 
Okay. Um, so I, at the time, I didn't have HBO when this debuted, so I didn't get to watch it a lot. Um, but my dad and my brothers watched it like all the time. So I would always hear, you got to watch it. You know, uh, when you come home, we'll just binge it or whatever. We never did because, of course, whenever I'd come home, we had other things to do. But I did get to see quite a few. And, and I really enjoyed it because it kind of carried that Seinfeld spirit, just like the emphasis instead of like Jerry being the main character, it was like George being the main character. Um, so I, I really enjoyed it. Like the one where, uh, where they, they, he tries to get some uh, medical marijuana for his dad. And when he can't do that, he has to like, he goes to like a prostitute to try to get marijuana. Uh, that was a funny episode, you know, things, uh, <laughs> when he goes to get the massage and, uh, anyway, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but, um, yeah, that there's a lot of funny things about it. And so, um, while I never was like devoted to it as I was with Seinfeld, there was a lot of very Seinfeldian moments. And so I, I really kind of dug it. I just wish I could have seen it more. And unfortunately now my TV watching time is like so limited that I just haven't been able to sit down and watch the whole thing because, with kids and you know i have I was to, about like, to say really you only have a few choose. kids jerry <laughs> <laughs> i really have to like pick and choose what i can watch and so <laughs> it's it while it's still on my queue of things to to watch it's just it's dropped down a few uh, a few pegs there just because of other things that i've heard are just phenomenal so um, but i mean who larry david i like larry david ever since he was a writer on on saturday night live i, I dug larry david and of course Seinfeld so um, it's it's funny and he makes faces and does everything exactly like you think George would do (laughs) I mean that because of that was the inspiration for George right that's exactly yeah George is based off him so Hmm. that's always I always love when Jason Alexander guest stars on this show and he's like oh well George was just a schmuck I hated playing that character he was such (laughs) a and Larry's like what do you mean a schmuck I don't think he was a schmuck what are you talking about like But no, I'm with you. I'm Jerry. Like, I'm obviously a big Seinfeld fan. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. oh, I know. <laughs> but a large, a large part of that, I think, has to be credited to Larry David because I think he had more to do with that success than Jerry, yeah. honestly. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, but when Career, like, Career Enthusiasm debuted in October 2000, <laughs> like 21 wow. years ago, which wow. is crazy. But I've been to show ever since. And I remember the show was like huge in like middle school and high school and like teacher, like I remember on when we did Seinfeld, Jerry, you were talking about how like, you know, kids in school would always talk about it. Like, right. yeah, that was, so that was kind of curvy enthusiasm at our high school. Teachers loved it. Nice. Kids loved it. My family loved it. And yeah. And Julia, you said friends and Frasier were like your, yours and Marty's show, right? You have histories. Right. Yeah, this right. is that for me and Sarah. Like, I can't even, like, count, tell you how many times we've watched it from beginning to end. Like, it's yeah. at least twice a year. We love the show. It is our favorite show. And, oh. uh, but yeah, and, and I just, it's so out there and also so, like, his, his plots are so, like, out there, but he always manages to tie everything in a little bow. Like, I don't know. I... <laughs> Like there was an episode this past season, like where people kept mistaking Jeff for Harvey Weinstein because he looks like oh, him. No. And, <laughs> and, uh, and Larry realized that 
all he has to do to get out of social interactions in liberal LA is wake up is wear a MAGA hat. So like he's wearing around town, <laughs> around town and getting out of all these interactions he doesn't want to do because he hates all of that. Yeah, we'll just fly around here. <laughs> you can get away with that around here. Um, but it's so fun. And I really loved season four where Mel Brooks wanted him to star in the producers and Ben Stiller was his co-host, co-star for a bit and then quit because he hated him so much. So they got David Schumer, who hated him even more. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny and it's so ridiculous. Like he did a season where the Ayatollah issued a fatwa on his head because he did a, he wrote a musical about Sam and Rushdie. And so the Ayatollah issued a fatwa. And the only way he'd lift it is if he got Lin-Manuel Miranda to write and star in the musical where he did. So Lin-Manuel Miranda was the guest star that whole season and oh, wow. had such a time playing like a jerky version of himself to use a nice word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you have to I, edit I, yourself this episode, huh? I don't think you have to edit yourself this episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm st- I still have to, <laughs> still have to throw him sleeps and crap. Let me get harder. For I don't myself. think you do for this episode. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Claude made me realize how much I need to edit myself because, like, <laughs> he was dropping things left and right. I was like, this guy. That episode was the hardest <laughs> one I've ever had to handle. We love you, CJ. But oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but yeah to me I, it's so creative and funny and i love it and okay it got me through some uh, difficult lonely places in life like in england when i was homesick this is what i'd watch this the office in seinfeld just to make me laugh mm-hmm. and nice yeah i'm looking forward to season 11 next year this year whenever it comes out <laughs> much like seinfeld the idea of this show is funny but it just doesn't hit for me at all. Uh, I don't have a history with it. And after watching this episode, I don't have a future either. And I could say exactly what Tom just said. Same for me. Um, not, not a Seinfeld fan. And I didn't really enjoy this. So the lines okay. have been drawn just like the Seinfeld episode. I knew I was right did, to ask you, you back for this one, Larry. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I told you Larry, sorry. Well, I, I just didn't find the, the, the very opening scene just wasn't funny. And I think that set, like, <laughs> that's a disgusting <laughs> noise I don't want to hear. It was and it's not a believable yeah. premise. Uh... <laughs> I don't want to know, Anthony. I'm just saying it's not know. unbelievable. <laughs> so one of those there are a lot you- of problems if that if you have that problem, if if that becomes an issue in your life. There are a lot of things you should have questioned about yourself before you got to that point. That's all I'm going to say. I think my favorite plot point was the whole U2 concert thing. <laughs> that was funny. Now that was funny. Like he's embarrassed about he was at a U2 concert. Which actually makes me, I did want to ask which concert, like if somebody was blabbing, <laughs> you were going around to a certain concert, what like would you be in, which band would you be most embarrassed if like somebody was telling all your friends and coworkers and stuff that you were going to this concert? Like what band Anyone? in general or what, like what concert we've actually been to? I mean, if you want to reveal the most <laughs> embarrassing one. No. 
<laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I think uh, I would hate for anybody to find out that I was going to go to like, hmm. No, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, what? Oh gosh, what are they called? That Korean pop, like K-pop, oh, K-pop, BTS or something. BTS. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it would be Nickelback. Because who who likes Nickelback? Who's going to have to pay for a Nickelback? <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Anthony, by the way, Anthony does have a Nickelback playlist on his Spotify that he's embarrassed about. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> we all just want to be big rock stars living in whatever he just always sounds like he's taking a dump <laughs> you spread your oh, they make cheeks and crap all over this oh my gosh <laughs> did that make the episode that did make, you know, it did make the episode yep. yeah <laughs> <Can't confirm>. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things i wish would never come up i'm pretty embarrassed about <laughs> the amount of uh that and bathing in your virginity and keep your mouth shut you'll scare my wife we had so many good like stickers this year from I, uh, the- yeah, yeah time for some new stickers new t-shirts <laughs> kiss the podcast keep your mouth shut or you'll scare my wife <laughs> I've, I've never been to a concert i'd be embarrassed about people knowing i went to yeah, same here. And I don't know if I like them enough, then I don't care what other people think about the music I like or don't like. <laughs> well, I've been to concerts I don't like. Like I went to Ario Speedwagon at a casino, but that was an oh, experience. Really? <laughs> that was an experience. Oh, I see. I knew like two songs, but there were some people really? there who were oh, really man. into their Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, yeah. They got some good <laughs> tunes, man. Yeah, I think I only know like two or three of their songs, too. I want to be opposed to saying, like, keep on loving baby. you. And I'm going to keep on loving you. So I'm done with that now. <laughs> as you can see, by as you can tell by hearing that, I have no shame. And don't feel embarrassment in life. Uh, if any of us were embarrassed about having our voices out there, we would not have posted that video singing "Happy Birthday to Julia." So, I, I did. Good. Yep. So the episode of Kirby Enthusiasm we're covering tonight is season three, episode nine, entitled "Mary, Joseph, and Larry." Which, fun fact, Entertainment Weekly listed as one of their top twenty-five holiday television episodes of all time. Quick, quick synopsis for this particular episode. Larry, who's feeling cranky due to an ongoing problem with his throat, let's leave it at that, um, <laughs> takes issue with his housekeeper, oh Dora, when he finds out that she's been reporting on his activities to his friends and everyone who calls the house. Cheryl, meanwhile, is more caught up in Christmas activities with her visiting parents and sister, which she hopes will also put Larry in a better mood. Larry's attempts to get into the holiday spirit by giving out Yuletide gratitude of her nets a less than festive turn of events for Dora, a waiter at the country club, Cheryl's family, and a traveling virgin, traveling version of the Virgin Mary and Joseph. <laughs> so the cast, Larry David plays Larry David. He's best known for this in terms of acting. He doesn't do a lot of acting. Wow. Cheryl Hines plays Cheryl David. We've covered her before in A Bad Mom's Christmas, where she played Kristen Bell's mom. Uh, Jeff Garland plays Jeff Green, and he's most known for the Goldbergs nowadays, the, Goldbergs, the patriarch yeah. on that I show. Love him in the Goldbergs, yeah. 
Um, but he was in Mad About You, Arrested Development, Paranorman, Wally, Toy Story 3, and Safety Not Guaranteed. Not a fan. Of him? No. Nope. I, like I like him in the Goldbergs. Yeah, me <laughs> too. He yells too much. Yeah, he does. Uh, that's that's spe- definitely true. Speaking of yelling too much, Susie Essman plays Susie Green. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's wife, who she had she had a uh, recurring role on broad city as alana's mom and she does the voice of mittens in the disney movie bolt i, uh, I like how they they don't even really try they're just like we're, like all their characters have the same first name as, as their own name and it's just like yeah i don't want to learn i don't want to have to respond to another name just use my name <laughs> when, when i first started watching this David thing. yeah when i first started watching this it took me a minute like okay so jeff Garland is not playing himself, but like everyone around him is. For example, like it took me like a while to figure out who was playing themselves and who wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Julie Payne plays Cheryl's mom, and she's known for the Tracy Ellman show. She voiced various characters in Garfield and all of their holiday specials. Paul Dooley plays Cheryl's dad, and people know him from Breaking Away, Popeye, 16 Candles, Little Shop of Horrors, Hairspray. He does the voice of Sarge in the Cars films. He did a voice in Recess Christmas, Miracle on Third Street. And he was in that Netflix show, Merry, Happy, Whatever. So a few Christmas things to his name there. Mm-hmm. People will know Caitlin Olsen, who plays Becky, Cheryl's sister from D, as in It's Always from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's probably her most famous role. Right. Dave Cockner, we've covered before, plays Joseph. Mm-hmm. He played Todd Packer, and we covered him in Krampus. And Deanna Ortelli plays Dora, and she's only had bit roles throughout um, acting. Like, she's just one of those bit comedic <laughs> players. Um, so this episode start, starts out with Larry visiting his doctor because he has something stuck in his throat. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's, it's straight carrying over from the last episode when it happened. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and that's as detailed in that as I'm going to get for people who want an idea of what happened. You know, refer to that whole WB Batman Catwoman controversy that's been going on. <laughs> um, because apparently Larry David is not a hero in <laughs> the WB eyes. <laughs> but uh, so he's at the doctor to get something removed from his throat. And while there, the doctor's like, hey, you're to the U2 concert. And Larry's like, well, how do you know that? Well, I called your house and your housekeeper Dora told me. And Larry is both stunned that she's bragging his, she's talking about his whereabouts and also like defensive, like, look, my wife likes them. Okay. Like whatever, <laughs> no big deal. And the doctor's like, yeah, no big deal. Rock yeah, on, man. Like, just, yeah. just... <laughs> yeah. like, it's okay. Go on, go see you too. <laughs> <laughs> so doctor can't help Larry with his throat. He says it'll sort itself out in a few days. So Larry goes home. <laughs> annoyed with that and the fact that he's going to have to have an awkward conversation with his housekeeper at some point that she's bragging about his whereabouts or giving his whereabouts all over town. Uh, Cheryl doesn't really care about this minutia. She's like, you know, my parents are coming for Christmas. We need to mm-hmm. get the house in order. 
we need to get a Christmas tree. And Larry's like, yeah, give me a break on the tree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too, we- it's just too weird. I'm a Jew to have a tree in my house. It's bad luck. It's like my guy might not, he might think I'm converting. He might not understand. <laughs> and Cheryl's just like, I think your guy's going to be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he kind of like points out what he's talking about like oh my guy might not understand it <laughs> well i love so me me and april covered a passover episode on patreon a few months ago and uh <laughs> in that one he inadvertently uh invites a sex offender to the seder oh, and when no. he t- and when he tells cheryl she's <laughs> she's like flips out on him and he's like cheryl what would Jesus do? And she gets so mad at him for playing the Jesus card. <laughs> um, but uh, he asked Cheryl, hey, did you do all your tipping yet? Did you tip all the staff? And she's like, no. So he's like, I'm going to go take care of that. Which looks stressful to be somebody with that much staff. You have to go around tipping everyone. <laughs> well, because he also wanted to tip like everybody at the club too. So he goes around tipping like <laughs> all the staff. Which was super tacky, and and and, and <laughs> but it was funny it that seem- he it was funny <laughs> that he thought he tipped one guy twice. He <laughs> went and awkwardly asked for his money back. <laughs> but that's like total Costanza. Like you could totally see George doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> so before he goes to the club, though, he talks with Dora. Like, hey, listen. When somebody calls, don't tell them where I am, okay? I'd really appreciate that. And he gives her money for the good job she's done throughout the years. He tips yeah. the outside gardener. The gardener, yeah. And then he goes twice to meet as much. Twice as much. Apparently twice as much, yeah. And then he goes to meet Jeff at his office. Well, and but, immediately when he walks in. Like, I, hold on. I love how he's like, you can use the, the two form with me. You, you, you don't have to be so. Instead, it's so formal. <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. <laughs> I laughed out loud at that. That was funny. Because he just says he like he can't say it like once. He's got to say it like five times. Yeah. Like, he doesn't think you get the point across. And that's one thing about his character, though. He he doesn't like 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 he can't let go. Well, he once went to like a, a dinner party at Ted and Mary's house, and they had like catered, and everybody in like the waiters in black tie. And he he just doesn't like the over formality. So he's like, let me ask you something. Did you choose to wear that tie? No, it was requested by Mr. Danson. Ted Danson requested you wear that? I'm sorry, I have to say something. No, sir, please, you don't have to do that. I know I don't have to do it, but really, I can't help myself. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. He can't help himself. But he goes to Jeff's office because he wants to head over to the country club with him to tip everyone. And the minute he walks in, Jeff is like, so I heard you, I heard you were at the U2 concert. <laughs> yeah, <that's funny. laughs> and he's like, my wife dragged me to the concert. Big deal. And they get into the thing about, you don't even know the singer of the band, do you? I know yeah. the singer. <laughs> What's his name? B-O-N-O. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't... Bono or Bono? Bono? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, because don't don't they like bet him something like a hundred bucks or something? So. <laughs> yeah, Jeff is like, you know what? <laughs> you spelt it. You spelt it. We're even. Call it a draw. <laughs> Call it a draw. <laughs> so um, then Larry commiserates with him because he's also yeah. Jewish, and he says, "Well, you know, if you come to my house in a few days, there's going to be a Christmas tree. Cheryl's parents are coming. She wants a tree." 
I've never had a tree in my life. It's a little unsettling, you know? <laughs> Nothing worse than Jews with trees. But those couples, two, uh, my wife's not Jewish, but those couples, two Jews getting trees, they can't let them have their holiday. We have to horn it now. <laughs> <laughs> Just let them have their holiday. Oh, um, and apparently Su- Susie's coming to the office. So Jeff says, hey, listen, before she comes, she was out of town a few nights ago. I made a few a couple of late night phone calls, nothing sinister, totally platonic, but she saw the phone bill and she's suspicious. So <laughs> can you cover for me? And Larry's idea of covering for him, <laughs> she walks in and he's immediately like, yeah, uh, thanks for letting me use the phone the other night uh, to call to call my housekeeper. You were Let's- calling your housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, but that's like in that the seinfeld christmas one with the commie that we did you know the big race yeah. and, and you know it's the same thing like 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 george pretends to walk in and and uh and duncan's there and, and they're catching up and then you know he's like hey let me ask you about the you remember that big race he's like, oh the big race you know i mean it's like the exact same thing just you know, it's like oh, oh yeah thanks for letting me use that phone the other night <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I, I drove your bill up i mean it's like, come on, man. It's like, she totally saw through it. <laughs> oh, she did. She said, one of you is, one of you <laughs> is lying and I don't know who. <laughs> um, she is my wife's favorite character, by the way. She loves the way she always lights into Larry and Jeff and her profanity in <laughs> mouth and rants. She loves her. Um, but they go to the club, tip a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> which to me looks super stressful super stressful and i agree mm-hmm. with tom it's it looks very tacky as well <laughs> mm-hmm. very tacky um they finish to your point larry thinks he overtook the guy twice and he goes up to him and asks for the money back and the guy's like i'll give you back the tip you gave me yeah, he's like the first tip he's like would you like <laughs> or the first only- tip back <laughs> or the only no tip no back. no I'd like my second tip back. (laughs) (laughs) There was no second tip. (laughs) I love it because Jeff is like, why would he do that? And Larry's like, why? He gets twice the money. So when Larry goes home, Cheryl's parents and sister are there. They have this enormous tree. That they're decorating. A 12 foot tree. 12 foot tree. And it's mean, huge. It has to be like at least like like 72 inches like across. It's it's huge. It's a big tree. Yeah. It's a big tree. It's a nice tree. It's yeah, bigger it's the better. Beautiful. That's what she said. Mark down this time, Stanford, his podcast montage next year. Um <laughs> And yeah, Larry is horny. He's like, that's the biggest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, his parents are like, her parents are like, come on, help us decorate it. Make a hook. You make a hook like this. He's like, no, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> and she's like, what did you get Cheryl for her Christmas? You could tell me. And he's like, I got her a Tala. And she's like, a Tala? What is that? It's a Jewish scarf. Oh, is that all you got her? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he goes he goes into the kitchen where Becky Although, uh, hold on that does remind me uh, did y'all see that Saturday Night Live sketch it's like a song and they're singing about all the stuff they got on Christmas morning and the mom just gets like a robe 
Like the oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not a robe>. yeah. <laughs> <Not a robe. laughs> That's one of the it's funniest like SNL skits in a It really time. was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for uh for Tiff after I saw that. <laughs> like, like I know we get you more than that, right? She's like, yeah, okay, good. <laughs> like it just made me feel terrible. <laughs> um Larry goes into the kitchen where they're baking cookies and he's not, and they ask him to join in the cookie baking, but he says, no, which will come back later. And he's, he's like, Cheryl's like, look, you have to apologize to Dora. She's upset. You never wear the scarf. You knit, she knit you last Christmas. And like take her out to lunch at the club or something. And he's like, lunch at the club. What am I supposed to talk to her? <laughs> talk to her about. And then it just cuts to him at the club with her. And he's like, you always replace, replace some milk in the fridge. I appreciate that. You always anticipate when I'm going to need more milk. More milk. <laughs> he has no idea what to say. Yeah. Your, your toilet paper replacement's not so hot. If I can be honest. The, the toilet paper was No, no, great. the toilet was great. He never sees the cardboard. It was oh, the, the, sponge. The, the sponge. The sponge. The sponge. <laughs> sponge replacement. Yeah. That's so hot. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff and Susie come in. For lunch with their young daughter Sammy, who, I mean, again, twenty-one years on the air, she got married in the most recent season. Same actress, oh, wow. like her. Oh wow! So, um, wow. Yeah, her well, her fiance her getting the work. Her her fiance was a vet, so at the engagement dinner, and Susie's introducing him to everyone, and everyone's like, "Man, thank you for your service." Thank you for your service. Oh, they, get oh. <laughs> they, they, they get to Larry. He's like, they get to, they get to the, the Larry, and he's like, "Hey, nice to meet you." And the guy just gets so offended. I didn't say, "Thank you for your service." <laughs> but um, while there, Susie talks to Dora because Jeff and Larry step aside, and they're like, "Can you believe how well this worked out? Her running into you with your housekeeper here, perfect." And Susie's talking to Dora and she's like, I can't, I, you seem like such a lovely girl. I don't know why Cheryl hates <laughs> Cheryl. Hates <laughs> <laughs> Which, why do you say that to someone? <laughs> it just begs the question, like, who says that? <laughs> oh, man, it's ridiculous. But I mean, the, the, but it worked out so well because when Larry was lying about, you know, when he was covering for Jeff, it was that he had to call his housekeeper to try to get her back because she quit for some reason or something. That was like their cover story. So that's why it worked out so well. <laughs> so, so Larry goes home, immediately gets called out by Cheryl. Susie Green called me and told me you called Dora at 2 a.m. to ask her to come back because I fired her because I hated her. <laughs> Larry immediately knows. Like he's he messed he's up. He's like, out. oh yeah. god, here we go. And yeah. I always think she's like the most underappreciated character on the show, purely from an acting standpoint, because hey, it's hard to appreciate the straight guy to the comedic people around her. But also, this whole show is improvised. So they only get outlines of each episode. But she's the only character Larry leaves out stuff from her outline. Like he never leaves out, he never leaves in any of the crap he does that he has to explain to her. So really, so when he comes home and has to explain whatever situation he got in, it's always her real reaction because that's the first time she's hearing it. <laughs> so like I always thought that's yeah. smart on her that's part. Super cool. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know that. It was clever. That's very interesting. 
Um, and Cheryl and her parents and sister are up all night carol caroling while Larry's in bed trying to <laughs> They're singing Odesta Fidelis, you know, and he uh, he's like, come sing with us about Christ the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And then it comes to Christmas morning. He's fast asleep, and they, you just hear Larry. <laughs> he comes out bedroom what <laughs> you ate all the cookies what happened to the cookies i ate them they were for the manger scene you ate the baby <laughs> jesus and the virgin mary i thought they were animal cookies I thought they were animals yeah. <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ is not an animal larry <laughs> this whole back and forth <laughs> what about the manger you didn't think about that i thought it was part all part of the zoo <laughs> he's like <laughs> the he's coconut like, shavings are like the hay or something <laughs> and he's like you know what i'll make it up for you i'll make it up to you and they're like how are you gonna make it up to us larry you swallow our lord and savior <laughs> and they leave they, they should have made a communion joke there yeah <laughs> yeah that would have been i was waiting pretty for timely. It. <laughs> so they leave to go spend the day with the Cheryl's cousin and Larry, he gets in the car to try to go find a manger, a replacement manger for them on Christmas morning, on Christmas morning, <laughs> which they say everywhere's closed. You're never going to find one. So first he drives by. He drives by Jeff's house where he's on the lawn and Susie <laughs> is throwing all of his possessions out of the lawn, ranting and raving. And, and he stops to watch until he hears her, her scream and wait till I get my hands on Larry David. I'm going to kill him. And then he, just <laughs> so he just keeps driving. And then he, uh, he passes a church where there is a living nativity scene going on. So yep. he's like, can I rent you guys for a few hours? And Todd, Todd Packer, David Cochner as Joseph is like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, we may be able to do that depending on the price and maybe some food and, <laughs> and a meal. Yeah. <laughs> and a meal. And Larry agrees, gets them all set up at the house. And he's like, hey, Joey, too bad you don't have this Christmas all year round. Now you make a pretty good living. <laughs> and, and actually, and, we do a passion play at Easter. And... <laughs> we do a passion play at Easter and a hobo re revolution around the 4th of July. <laughs> so La Larry orders them all this food, Chinese and sandwiches, because they want both. <laughs> they want both. <laughs> And of course, because Larry has no boundaries, he's like, hey, Joey, let me ask you, please call him Joey. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I got a certain kind of hair stuck in my throat. And Joseph's like, oh, that's unfortunate. I can't get rid of this thing. It's killing me. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> driving me nuts. And Joseph is like, I'm not really interested in your personal. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry's not listening. He just notices Mary and he's like. Oh boy, that Mary, huh? She's she's quite the bad. <laughs> Joseph is oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what? And he's like, come on, Joey, between you and me, you and Mary, huh? You don't feel like it every now and then. <laughs> and he gets so offended, he threatens to leave, but then that he <laughs> tackles him to the ground. And they go to this wrestling match on the ground, and Mary's like, get him, Joseph! Get yeah, kill him, kill him, Joseph. Kill him, Joseph. <laughs> and Larry's like, shut up, Mary. <laughs> And then, he's, and then he starts doing that hacky coffee again. And he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The hair, 
it's out. <laughs> Although he, he specifies what type of hair it is. He's like, it's out. And then he looks up, Cheryl's family, including her parents and sister, had come home and they're staring at him in disbelief. <laughs> they awkwardly waves from the ground and the end. <laughs> the end. The end. <laughs> yeah, I do love that part where he's where he's like offering to buy them food. He's like, "Hey, what, what do you want? Chinese? Chinese sound good? Uh, yeah, maybe some sandwiches? Yeah, okay. Why not both? Both? Yes. Huh? Uh, right. <laughs> Got to be uh, careful with that general uh, challenge chicken there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Excuse me. Um, we got a hair stuck. Uh, <laughs> you nasty. <laughs> you, you nasty you nasty um i googled i guess it is a thing i was wrong it is a thing <laughs> did you google it for real well i don't want to know what kind of pictures and stuff came up with oh, it, no but... pictures no pictures they say to drink fizzy drinks Oh, I did love at the beginning. The doctor was like, "Well, we have two options here. I can go in and get yeah. it for you, but that'll be but extremely painful and uncomfortable. Yeah. Or we could just let this thing run its course, drink lots of water, and I'll be out <laughs> in a few days." <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the episode. Did Did it have a Linus? No. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. Where? No. He felt bad enough. He went to go get the new nativity for his wife. Why don't you get out of the doghouse? Yeah. Does not a Linus moment make? Yeah, I don't. No. I don't know if that. I mean, that's the kind of a stretch. <laughs> and I liked it, but that's. I think that's kind of a stretch, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. I'd be hard pressed to believe any of these, yeah, shows any of these episodes exhibit change in our main character, genuine change, or even like pointing out the moment the baby Jesus is not a monkey, Larry. <laughs> I thought he was a monkey. Baby Jesus is not a monkey, Larry. <laughs> oh, man. I remember there was an episode they were going. She was marrying a Jew who was converting and he was getting baptized. So they were going to his baptism. But it was like one of those natural baptisms in the river and everything. And they park the car alongside the street and Larry gets out of the car and he doesn't see the crowd of people down there. He just sees a guy like shoving this guy into water. And he's like, no, no, stop. <laughs> and he interrupts the baptism. And then her Jewish fiance is like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. Like I should, I, I wasn't feeling right. <laughs> right. So, so like you broke up their engagement. <laughs> oh no. Jerry, yeah. what would you give it? I think purely on a Seinfeld nostalgia, uh, I think I'd give it like a six. Um, because as an episode, it was funny. There was a lot of funny bits, but you know, it's, I don't know how to describe it. it I kind of feel like if I had watched more of it, I would have been more invested. Um, right. And a lot of that was because I was in college and I just didn't have HBO when it was on, you know? So, uh, but I, I thought it was funny and, and it did remind me a lot of Costanza and some of their interactions. And so I really enjoyed that part. So yeah, I'd give it a six. Julia. Uh, zero. Tom. Zero. I'm giving it a nine. Only loses nice. a point because LA uh, doesn't look Christmassy. 
I've said that before. Everything should be Chicago or New York when it's around Christmas, but yeah, it's a tough sell. LA Christmas is just yeah, it's like gonna be rough here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's probably true. So that gives an average of a three. So the next episode is I'm. So that was Curb. Let's move into True TV's I'm Sorry. So I'm Sorry is a situational comedy that stars a hyper-realized fictional version of Andrea Savage named Andrea Warren on the show as she navigates motherhood, marriage, her writing career, and her social life in suburban L.A. Um, They only did two seasons. The network had picked up for more, but COVID came, and because True TV doesn't have a large budget like a lot of networks do, they couldn't afford to keep a lot of their shows and actors like tied down, so they ended up canceling it. Um, and I thought it would be a good idea to pair this one with Curb because they're very similar in terms of like that observational situational comedy where people are like kind of playing themselves. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so history's Jerry. Uh, I had never seen it until this viewing, <laughs> but uh, I like Andrea Savage whenever she's come out on How Did This Get Made? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> that's my history I, this is my first time <laughs> Tom uh, I've seen a few episodes I've never said I don't watch the whole thing but we've seen some episodes and uh, it's it's alright it's good for background I don't sit down I, I won't sit down and like watch the whole thing but it's been good background noise Julia um, no history I hadn't really heard of the show other than you I think Anthony Um and had never seen it until this episode. Um, I've always been an Andrew Savage fan, like Step Brothers, uh, Drunk History, yeah. all of all of those. Um, she was on an, oh, she was on Veep for a while. She had a Hulu oh, show yeah. for a while. Um, so she's always had like bit comedic roles and a lot of stuff. And I've always right. liked her. She's always funny. Her podcast is really great, the Andrew Savage podcast, where she just interviews a bunch of celebrities. Yeah. Um, uh, this, but while Curb is like my favorite show ever, this might be Sarah's favorite show ever. She has such a woman crush on her, <laughs> on Andrea Savage, and she and she thinks the marriage is like total relationship goals. Just their banter back and forth, and like trolling each other back and forth. And... <laughs> so yes. then you and Tom are married, I guess, in her eyes. <laughs> Jerry, too far. All right, I'm sorry. You, you know it's too far when both me and Tom are shaking our heads at you. <laughs> at you. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I like to. I've seen them all. But so this episode we're covering tonight is season two, episode four, couples massage. And this particular episode is Christmas time, and Andrea uses the occasion to teach her daughter Amelia about the value of money. Her husband Mike, meanwhile, sensing that she's overworked, convinces her to use the gift certificate to a spa the couple had received to relax and to take her mother with her. And it's only after she extends an invitation to her mother that Andrea begins to worry about hanging out fully nude with the woman who raised her. <laughs> who raised her? Um, yeah. So this the cast, Andrea Savage plays Andrea Warren. Um, I just went through most of her more well-known stuff. 
Uh, Tom Everett plays Mike, her husband, Mike Harris. Tom Everett he was, Scott. Tom Everett Scott, yep. He was in An American Werewolf in London, yeah. La La Land, That Thing You Do, Southland, Z Nation, ER, um, the remake of the Beauty and the Beast TV show that was on the CW a few years back, um, the TV version of Scream on VH1. He was on Rain, 13 Reasons Why, so he's been in quite a lot. Um, Olivia Petrucci plays Amelia, their daughter, and this is literally the only credit to her name. And Kathy Baker plays Sharon, Andrea's mother. And we've covered her on the show before. She was Joyce in Edward Scissorhands, mm-hmm. so we don't have to... Uh, nope. Go through her. Talk about her again. again. Yep. <laughs> so the plot, <laughs> it opens up with them shopping for a Christmas tree. And uh, Amelia wants an iPad. She is asking Santa for an iPad. And Andrea's like, mm, maybe asking for a science kid or... Something else Maybe because that's an not five hundred dollars. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's expensive even for Santa. And uh, you know we've we we've covered a whole spectrum of Santas on the show before, but this guy starts Lothario, hitting on hitting on mom. <laughs> cute. It's cute when fi- when iPads were just five hundred dollars. <laughs> um, Santa starts hitting on mom, and. And he's like, oh, well, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. And Andrew's, <laughs> Andrew's like, all right, got it. Thanks. And, like, and Santa keeps going. He's like, you're yeah. a beautiful lady. And Sharon's like, oh, you have to be careful. That's like sexual harassment these, these days. <laughs> and, as, and as they're going back and forth, Andrea just leads into her husband. And, sh- and she's like, is my mom going to santa <laughs> mike's, <laughs> and mike's like i don't know and they're like okay well i guess we're picking out the tree for ourselves <laughs> um and yeah so <laughs> then we see andrea has like a script she's a script writer so she has a sony wants the script turned in before the holidays, which she agrees with for her own sanity, because she, she's been working on it so long, she's having very inappropriate dreams about it at this point. Like, I guess she's a dirty comedy writer. So she said, I just need to get it turned in. I just have like jokes going through my head all night long. They're like sugar plum fairies, sheer <laughs> and more faint. <laughs> and Mike is like, Merry Christmas. Uh, um, and they're trying to figure out, she's like, by the way, my mom needs, wants to figure out what to get you for Christmas. Give her a list. You could give me a list or something to give her. And he's like, does it even matter what I say? She's just going to get me some kind of X rated gag, gag gift or something. And she's and <laughs> just like, God, I hope um, so. I think I, I know what you should get Anthony for Christmas. Does it involve a pig? Does it involve a pig? I think it does involve a pig. <laughs> and she's like, God, I hope she gets you something like that. I can't help the fact that my mother injects guilt into our Christmas. I find it delightful. And Mike's like, I, it's how I know you're related. And she's like, really? I thought it was her nipples. Remember when you saw her nipples at the pool? <laughs> Which, that's a true story that happened in her real life with her mom and husband. Because she had her real mom on her podcast. That's talking about that influence, that incident, which inspired a whole episode of the show. (laughs) Um, Their daughter, Amelia, is like in this Christmas pageant at nursery school or whatever. (laughs) And 
I love this because kids' pageants are always so fun to watch in general because of how like mm. funny it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the kids are your typical, your typical. Uh, they're dancing, they're dancing and singing, and they're not doing the best job. Well, they needed it. a pop of color to to make it work. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, right. Because they had that whole conversation. Mom, get me this, and she's like, "That's Socks, a dollar." Yeah. <laughs> whatever it was, a bracelet or something. She's like, "That's a whole dollar." <laughs> yeah. Oh, Aren't these socks? They're dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at each other. And we're like, "Yep, this would definitely happen to us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, during the recital, after the kids are done, the teachers get on stage and do their own edition of something which it was so bizarre <laughs> it was so, so weird y'all it was so weird. <laughs> and i love andrea's like those teachers are so talented i'm <laughs> glad they showed us how much more talented they were than our <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke yeah <laughs> um and it's here at the recital grandma gives her an ipad oh it's mine i don't use it anymore so she can have it and Andrea and Mike are a little upset because it's undervaluing their lessons about money and worth and value and stuff like that. Yeah. Julia, Jerry. Yes. Grandparents do this crap. This is real. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I, I don't have kids, but yeah. I've seen it all the time at like extended it, get-togethers. and Yeah, it happens. And at this point, um, we kind of, Tiff and I just kind of, go with it They're like whatever <laughs> let's we have other we have bigger battles to you know to, Do to you? fight what's bigger than that so this whole time andrea's stressed about the script and mike says go use this gift certificate for a couple's massage and she's like oh, okay will you come with me no i'm too busy <laughs> she's so she invites her mom and mike's like couple's massage with your mom i guess <laughs> i guess that's relaxing if you like to stare at your mom's <laughs> and andrew's like i don't believe that's a service i signed up for and he says no no i mean spending the day at the spot with your mother you're definitely going to see her naked and she's like oh god you see this is why i don't like going to spas okay i don't know who's going to be naked i don't know what the rules are and it gives me anxiety <laughs> it gives me anxiety i'm fine being naked but am i supposed to be naked right away do i wear a suit and then take it off in a specific spot what's everyone's gonna be wearing <laughs> that struggle is totally legit by the way uh absolutely I, it is yeah like i, I felt yeah. so that resonated i felt that exact same way when presented with a gift card to a spa actually <laughs> <laughs> and of course she goes she's clearly overthinks it but she goes yeah. to the, she goes to <laughs> the spa with her mom and they're there in robes by what looks like a wonderful looking hot tub and mm-hmm. they're like okay i guess it's time to go in <laughs> to go in and they both drop their towels and mom's in a full one-piece bathing suit and they're sh- fully <laughs> <laughs> naked and, 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 and mom's just hey. like oh Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. You look, you look, you look great. <laughs> and Andrea's just like, I think I'm going to go into the water. <laughs> and she like literally runs into the water to counter. <laughs> and then of course, uh, this isn't the end of the awkwardness though. I nope, like when she's no, in, in the, so. in the sauna and the mom from drop off comes in yeah, oh, yeah. and they're both topless. And the mom that she knows from drop-off gives her a hug to a which hug. she 
goes to the next room with her mom and says that she just had an areola to areola <laughs> hug with the woman from drop off. And I lost it. I, I just lost it. That was so funny. Um, so of, of course she, she goes home and bends it out all this to Mike. Well, and, but we also during the massage, Our, her mom, mom gets too loud. There's lots her of mom gets Monica. There's Monica. Of Monica. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. They had to move them to a separate room. <laughs> um, but they have the way that she continually refers to her mother's genitals may be very uncomfortable. Same. Yeah. That's yeah. designed to be that way. Oh, it was, I, it was so cringy though. Yeah. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, her and her mom do have for them a very sweet moment on Christmas Eve because her mom, well, first they put, Amelia to bed say you know what from now on you're going to earn an allowance two dollars a week and you can start by taking over out the trash can in the bath the trash in the bathroom and then you'll be able to buy your own stuff and she's like yay and of course there's always that moment when kids are young enough they like chores before they grow old and do they this is not something we've experienced <laughs> and then uh it's Christmas Eve and everyone's in bed except Andrea who's wrapping gifts and her mom comes in and she apologizes for the iPad, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I know you wanted to teach her a lesson, so I'm sorry. So here's a gift to say I'm sorry for you. She's like, Mom, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> she unwraps it. And she's like, what is this? And Sharon's like, wind it up. And Andrew's like, it's Santa Pig. <laughs> and Sharon's like, it reminded me of you. The pig or Santa? Well, the pig. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrew's like, that's what I was gonna say. They just look so happy. And Sharon's like, I know, do it again. And, she <laughs> the <toy> again. <laughs> and as the toy is in motion, Andrew's like, I love Christmas. And they say Merry Christmas to each other and the end. <laughs> um I do not have. I can confirm neither me or Sarah have relationships like this with our parents, but I do know friends who do. So oh really mm -hmm. like a lot of friends that do or a few, a few. Yeah. Huh. Mm -hmm. That's like where, like where the parent is like more friend than just parent, you know? Okay. Yeah. Like a dirty joke. <laughs> fine. But giving your kid a Santa and pig, and pig uh, engaging in relations and saying the pig reminds me of you. Uh, <laughs> good times but <laughs> that's the episode mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> did this one have a linus moment i don't think so no yeah i don't think it's related to the story even though yes. a little sweet moment at the end but i don't think it's related i also feel like it's more a story set at christmas than a christmas episode it does feel yeah, like that. Yeah. Yep. I get that. I agree, though. I would stretch Sorry, and say Tom. that one at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, he has a clear standard. If there's a, can <laughs> if there's a candy cane or it mentions Christmas once, it's a Christmas film. It's a clear standard. <laughs> yeah, it's a clear standard, yep. 
<laughs> we love, love you, it. Todd. I love it. <laughs> um, it's true though. You can't. He doesn't. He doesn't waffle back and forth. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Good for him for being standing by his convictions like that. He's yeah. better than we are. Yeah, <laughs> he's better than we are. <laughs> I always love our anniver- our anniversary specials, and we just kind of recap the list. <laughs> and Tom's like, "Oh, that movie sucked." Tom, you gave it a good rating, and like your opinions just change wildly in the years since we watch. I think Julie and I have the same problem. We're yeah. going to have a different. You ask us a different on five different days. We're going to give you five different scores. It's just yeah, uh, just the way it is. <laughs> okay jerry what would you give this one it was funny uh but it, it was kind of uncomfortable too and then the fact that like we said it's more set at christmas rather than actual christmas uh i'd probably give it like a five julia uh 0.5 tomas six and a half i'm giving it a nine and that gives that average of 5.33 julia did not like these episodes this week not so much i mean yeah. I don't think anybody. Bathing your virginity. It's not a big shocker, though. Bathing yeah. your virginity. This is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I did. Jerry, yes. do you want to plug your social media, sir? Sure. Uh, so I'm sure everybody by now knows that <laughs> I am the host of uh, Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the '80s. And you can find me anywhere you listen to podcasts, and on Facebook and Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas, and at Twitter at Rad Christmas. Julia, where can people find us? Uh, well, you can go to tisthepodcast.com backslash insert your social media here. So Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, Instagram, um, pick your socials. Um, the closer we get to Christmas and in the non-Christmas months, Facebook group is definitely the place to be. Um, it's where you can get a lot of interaction from us, but even more interaction from listeners and other hosts of other awesome podcasts. So it's a great place to find the multiverse of Christmas podcasts. Speaking of, um, <laughs> this, <laughs> that reminded me, and it has like not really much to do with what we're actually what you actually said, but for some reason it reminded me. Um, I want to do a bonus episode on Stranger Things. Ooh. Would you guys be interested in joining me for that? Because it's eighties adjacent. Because did it's eighties adjacent. Ghostbusters remind you of it. She uses Christmas lights to talk to her son. <laughs> hey, so totally valid. That makes it a bonus Christmas episode. Show. <laughs> Todd Killian <laughs> got <fun>. you. <laughs> so Todd Killian um, got you. If y'all well, are that interested, super yeah, fun. Love, love are you ready? Out. Are you now ready to admit Die Hard is a Christmas movie? No. No. Nope. Okay. On my show, according, to, according to my show, it is. But according to my own personal standards, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but Well, we've upped get... our standards. Up yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, ma'am. That's <laughs> a radio station in Texas used to have that motto. And I cannot for the life of me remember which one it was. But they That's would a... always say that. That's a clip for the anniversary show. I up know. Julia, of all people. I know. She just told me up yours. <laughs> it's the best Jimmy Conn impression I've heard, Julia. Oh, yeah, it's real good. <laughs> real nice. 
So in addition to social media, if you want to go above and beyond and check out maybe extra content, if you just really love Jerry's voice (laughs) and Anthony's voice, because they are huge contributors in our Patreon page, um, you can check out Patreon. So for a small minimum of a buck a month, it gets you access to any of the special content that's there. Some of this stuff has made its way onto the main feed if we need a break from time to time, but most of the stuff there is exclusive to Patreon. If you are a Batman fan, you got to go. If you are a Halloween fan, you got to go because all the good stuff is there. Um, and there is just really just a ton of content um, in just the last year. It's exploded. So check that out if you're interested. You can find it the same place you find our social media is tisapodcast.com backslash Patreon. Do you want to hear Todd Killian, Santa Claus himself, discuss Arthur Christmas? You got to go. Him and CJ were interesting bedfellows in that episode they are they would be interesting bedfellows mm-hmm. knowing the two i don't want to imagine the two of them in bed together <laughs> <laughs> both of them Anthony. Though, I, mean, I think it would kind of be like planes trains and automobiles right oh my god yeah. <laughs> uh, that's oh, not a man. pillow those are pillows <laughs> Somebody who, yes, who do. does all your so Photoshop? Which, is it Chris? Somebody used to do their yeah. Somebody used to Photoshop. Yeah, that. Yeah, like, which one of us? Are, which one of us are going to tell them that uh, we talked about them in bed together on, <laughs> on the podcast next week? Well, I'm I'm recording with Todd tomorrow. Uh, Todd and Michael oh, on, about first blood. So I, maybe I'll bring it up. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, please get Chris or somebody to Photoshop their faces <laughs> in that so anthony in addition to our social media and our patreon releases that come in an unscheduled fashion we have another opportunity for them to listen to stuff at tisthepodcast.com on thursdays right right um chapters of my book another christmas story which are read by all of our friends and podcast hosts and this week if you like the british accent Adam from Mary Britmas is reading a chapter just read by the time this drops last week's chapter. So check it out if you haven't, because who doesn't love the British voice? Especially the combination of P and we. I can't. I can't. It's just my favorite thing ever. Well, it needs to be turned into an audio clip that I can put on my phone or something. Because it's just, it makes me laugh so hard every time I think about it. Oh, the pee wee. (laughs) What does that smell like? I think it's a combination of pee and (laughs) wee. That is high comedy. Speaking of high comedy, next week we're covering Holidays and Handcuffs, the ABC Family oh, no. original movie starring Mario Lopez and Melissa Joan Hart. Spoiler alert, they all had like a crazy stomach virus throughout the filming of that. Oh, that's why, did they that's really? Why, that's why they look that like ex- so terrible throughout the That whole explains thing. a lot about the movie. <laughs> Ooh, that's my Apparently, favorite behind um, the scenes story of the Titanic when somebody dropped acid in the food on the Titanic when shooting the movie because I hated James Cameron so much. And like it was during one of the night scenes on the boat and they were just like, 
like, you'll, like the cast will talk about it. Like just everyone trying to get themselves to throw up. James Cameron shouting obscenities at the crew as he's shoving fingers down his throat, <laughs> like <laughs> all over the ship. And they never found out which crew member or whatever so... did it. But they did it because uh, I guess he's a very difficult director to work for. <laughs> so somebody... what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty notorious for it. Yeah. Good times, that one. <laughs> Too bad they weren't shooting and making a documentary about that film as it was happening. <laughs> 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 Although maybe next year, season three of the movies that made us they could do the Titanic. The week after Holiday and Handcuffs, we're covering The Last Holiday. That'll be The exciting. Last Holiday with Queen Latifah, right? Yes, it is. Ooh. I like that movie. I liked Queen Latifah. I Queen Latifah. I've never seen that movie, mm-hmm. but I love Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, of which you guys are Steve Martin fans and Queen Latifah yeah. fans. Have you ever seen Bringing Down the House? Steve oh, Martin, yeah. Queen Latifah, oh, yeah. and Eugene Levy. That movie's hilarious. Oh, it's like he's like a really uptight lawyer, and she's she's like an escaped convict who takes shelter in his house, and she's like total hood, and like it's about him trying to clear her name, and Eugene Levy is like totally into her like who is yeah. this beautiful piece of chocolate and she's like man you a freaky white dude <laughs> maybe i have seen it that sounds very familiar now well i, I mean the climax is levy. takes place at like this club in the hood and like eugene levy and steve martin go in like try, like try to try and get a wiretap and oh my god there's this whole fight scene it's amazing eugene levy with a gun who's got the gun now who's got the gun now he's pointing <laughs> highly recommend it if you like all three of them. You know what I also highly recommend? Getting excited over the fact there are only 3,504 hours until Christmas. That's 146 days. That is 19 weeks. 20. <laughs> that was on purpose. That's on purpose. <laughs> Jerry, you haven't been on, but every week I have just been pulling a number out and I am one week off every week. So <laughs> y'all, this is the last time we will say in 2021 that we are in the 20 weeks, 20, the 20s? the 20s, there are 20 weeks left until Christmas. I'll just say that. <laughs> Jerry, how many months is that? Just less than five. There you go. I was just kind of terrifying when you think of, I need to get shopping. Julia, I need to ask you because you finally, oh, finally took my advice and tried a food combination that you were a little wary of for Wait, a few wait, years. what'd you try? I did. So we have really? goldfish in the house, Yeah, which I never have goldfish. We have Cheez-Its and Anthony has repeatedly said, Cheez-Its are not the same. You cannot try it with the Cheez-It. And so we had goldfish in the house. So Sunday afternoon, I was like, huh, we have goldfish. So I took some goldfish and we always have M&Ms on hand because I mean, we're not barbarians, put some M&Ms in my hand and per Anthony's instructions, just popped the whole thing in my mouth at the same time. And, and? it was delicious, right? It's super tasty. It's the salty mm-hmm. with the sweet and like, I the guess because goldfish too. aren't as cheesy as Cheez-Its are. So I see why it works with goldfish and it doesn't work with Cheez-Its because I thought the cheese would be like the weird thing. Right. So then I told Jude, I was like, Hey, you want to try something good? And he's like, always, if an m M&M is involved. <laughs> and so I put goldfish and an m M&M in his hand. And I was like, at the same time, and he popped it in there and he's like, that's good. And he just kept coming over and taking one and one and putting them in his mouth at the nice. same time. And then Marty liked it too. So 
It's a total winner. Great it call. It is. Thank Great you. Call. It's my favorite movie snack because popcorn, I love popcorn, but like mm-hmm. I'm that guy, like the lights go on and popcorn's all over you. <laughs> like yeah. it's like all the, the crumbs and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm not barbarian in that sense. So <laughs> I take, there are like I take 37 large popcorns worth of popcorn on the floor when people like us stand up. Yes, there, <laughs> there really are. <laughs> so I get a bag of goldfish and a bag of M&M's and before the preview start I pour it in shake it up so every time I reach in like you get a handful of both and so good perfect it's, it's a legit snack it's real good real real good interesting so try it out y'all if you like it. both of those things individually do your homework including that bye. and bye <laughs>
when Christ was